Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about obsessing over an ex-partner. Is that you? Are you having problems getting uh, your ex out of your head and moving on and knowing that, you know, this is the end now? (laughs) We need to move on, create a new version of yourself, let go of the past and be ready and available for our next partner. So to help us do that, I have a very special guest. Her name is Unit Sabatello. So welcome, Unit. Hi, Lynn. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. You're very welcome. And Unit, she's a love and relationship mentor and healer. And one of her specialist areas is moving on from an ex to the next. So how did you, first of all, get involved in specializing in that particular niche unit? <laughs> well, I think um, with every good mentor comes um, their own hero's story. Uh, my story, unfortunately, brought a lot of um, dysfunctional relationships or, shall we say, unhealthy relationships that mainly brought me into realization that um, I deserve better in life. I deserve to enjoy my life more than what I have been enjoying them. And um, that awareness that came for me is something that I bring now to others, uh, mainly with love, unconditional love, um, to, to be able to love ourselves more or to feel and receive love uh, from others in a healthy way. Um, that comes without any terms or conditions to that. So um, the journey, the journey is to be your own greatest love, and then you're receiving and available to other people's love as well. Yeah, and I think one of the key things you mentioned within all of that is, you know, the healthy relationship, you know, with yourself and others, because we quite often... I don't know why we do it, except things that are less than ideal, don't we, in terms of our intimate partners? Yeah, well, well, you said it as well yourself at the beginning. When we have obsession towards someone or something, it means that something within us uh, does not willing to let go of. And usually we have a few reasons for not releasing someone with ease from our lives. And it can be either... Um, the feeling of commitment or loyalty. Uh, So it's kind of like a value, strong value that we're sitting with. And we feel that if we are leaving them or if we're giving up on them, something within us can break uh, in terms of our own core values there. Um, With that obviously come a lot of fear from uh, feeling failure or feeling rejected. So a lot of people just stay 
in one place, even though it's not good for them just because they don't want to cross any of their values or they don't want to be rejected or feel very much criticized for their decision. Um, another reason for us to stay in a relationship that is unhealthy for us or not ideal for us is the need to either save someone or to be saved. Uh, each one of us can identify within themselves uh, where we're staying because we believe that someone else can change their ways or we feel that if we will just say something else, if we will just behave differently, if we will just be more patient, that other person will understand something <laughs> about that relationship. Um, and on the other hand of, of that equation, uh, perhaps if uh, one will feel weak with themselves or disempowered, like not good enough or not worthy enough or haven't done enough with their uh, life, then they will expect their partner to save them or to be the one that cool them up. So again, it's a, it's a codependency situation here that never comes really from um, a healthy perspective. And that actually leads to the third reason for, for staying in that kind of relationship, which is emotional triggers that we have. So whenever we are with someone, and it doesn't even have to be a romantic partner, it can be any kind of re meaning, um, meaningful relationship, shall we call it. Um, we have, we are being called to heal ourselves and to overcome challenges that we once experienced as harsh lessons and now they're trying to be better and to heal themselves. And the way for us as humans to do that is through the relationships that we have around us. So a lot of the times the person that we love the most will be the one that will trigger us the most. <laughs> they will bring uh, into the conversation painful uh, topics or you know situations or even you know um, I heard a lot about jealousy and and infidelity and things like that that uh, my clients had experienced that before through their parents or through previous relationships and so when we are in this kind of relationship with someone that there is no shared goal to evolve together and to develop together we then get to be triggered emotionally and we get to stay attached to that toxicity environment or toxic environment. So these three reasons are actually the main, the main reasons that we will get stuck in this kind of obsession or, or uh, overthinking uh, whether we should leave a relationship or not. But when we have the awareness towards them, that is the first step to uh, to do the right thing for yourself. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why we get stuck is because um, quite often, especially as women, I think, you know, we can look at the potential of a man yes. <laughs> and fall in love with <laughs> that, can't we? And want to fix him. <laughs> in Definitely. Rather than... Definitely seeing him for what he really is today in the present moment which is all you can really base a relationship on is is how are they showing up now and yes uh, another thing I've noticed is that um, quite often one of our highest 
human needs is for certainty. So quite often we get stuck in a mindset of, you know, feeling comfortable with what's familiar to us, even if that isn't a healthy relationship, it's familiar. So we want exactly. to stay there. Yes, definitely. So the fear is something that will keep us stagnant in uh, every aspect in life that we have, whether um, the way we are parenting, the way we're dating, uh, the way we're at work, and we're trying to achieve more, and definitely in relationships. Uh, when it comes to make a change, the, the fear there that our mind is holding on to and, and keep us in one place because that's what is safe for the mind for that moment uh, because it doesn't know anything different. Um, usually usually people that experience toxic relationship or unhealthy relationship at one point in their lives, normally from young age, they have been exposed to some kind of... Um, cross boundaries um, relationship and they just accepted that as normal mm. and from there it's just easier to keep repeating the same cycles um, of of not having proper boundaries or or not being able to express needs and wants without creating confrontation um so yeah the f- fear is a is a big one <laughs> absolutely and I think it's um, the difference between having a healthy or unhealthy relationship. You know, if we actually are feeling good within ourselves and we are living from a place of love and abundance and, you know, all those good positive words around f- feeling fulfilled within ourselves, then it's a totally different um, energy from if we're living in a mindset of fear and lack and doubt and worry as to what shows up for us in terms of relationships. Definitely. Um, It's interesting to see that um, we all have toxic traits. We all have some aspects within us that are calling to elevate and to change within ourselves. I don't know if you heard about the five languages of love, um, but we have five languages and it's easier to identify your toxic traits when you're acting against your own love language, for instance. So that would be one way to see where 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 one's um, unhealthy trait comes up to the surface. Um, the main thing for me is is not just to take the words of abundance and self-love and and speak them, but it's the intention that you hold on to when you do something. So even if you catch yourself doing something that is unhealthy for that moment, let's say uh, one has uh, words of affirmation um, as a primary love language, and then obviously, as part of their way to show anger or to show this satisfaction, they will just keep their mouth shut. They won't say anything. They will keep quiet. When one person finds themselves doing that, if they have the intention to connect with the person that they love, they they will need to bring themselves more out there and speak about what's bothering them. Um, 
it's it's that intention to connect and that's in that intention of of bridging over differences rather than to stay in that place of um resentment and fear and so on um obviously if you if if you don't have a compatible partner to do so, then, you know, the lessons can be harsh there whenever someone speaks up their mind. But that's when you know also that that's the cue to live. Um, because if you can't grow in that relationship uh, and feel um, safe to share your vulnerability uh, with that intention to, of bonding and connecting, then there's no point of that relationship at all. No, I think it's important that you touched on the five love languages. I mean, I have done episodes around the five love languages for those that are interested in knowing more about them. But I think it is something that uh, in itself can create um, conflicts within relationships because people have different love languages. So that, you know, if one person's love language is the, the words of affirmation, like you say, they, they might feel like they need somebody to say I love you I love you I love you because they're the ones that say I love you I love you I love you to their partner but if their partner is primary love language is acts of service uh, and so they they're doing things in terms of um, arranging nice meals out and things like that uh, and buying stuff um, (laughs) then you can see why the conflicts might arise because you know, you're receiving gifts, but what you really want are the words of affirmation, which is I love you. And and you're probably giving the I love you's to your partner, but they're not actually feeling love because they prefer, you know, somebody who's love language is acts of service or that's their love language is acts of services. Understanding each other's love language can make a huge difference as well, can't it? Yeah, it's it's you know what it's the key. It's a way to communicate the five love, uh, the five languages of love. It's a way to communicate um, with each other. Even just have an open conversation about that and ask your partner what would be the best way for me to show you that I love you, um, and let the partner um, say it for themselves. And then it's just like it's it gets so easy <laughs> because you know that if you will do one or two or three things. You just um, tick the boxes every time. Um, With that also, you can always adapt your love language into your partner love language. So for instance, if someone finds it hard to say, I love you constantly, um, there are other things to say. And I literally posted uh, about that today. Like you can say to someone, well, you know, you can talk to me or I'm not judging you or I'm listening or I saw this and thought about you. So all these things or, you know, there is a list here of at least 15 things. Um, uh, drive safe. I miss your laugh. Uh, are you hungry? All these things are very small things to say to someone that you love. But when you understand that by saying them, you actually mean I love you, then you can adapt them to to them as well. If your love language is act of service and their love language is uh, words of affirmation, then you can praise them. I saw you doing the laundry exactly how I loved it. And I'm really thanking you for that. So <laughs> you're adapting both love languages with with awareness. You don't have to change your love language in order to suit them. You don't have to, uh, you know, bring in all your efforts and, and strength to come up with something that is completely outside of your comfort zone. 
but it's just uh, to make those adaptations um, and combinations, just to have fun with that, you know, just like to play around with that and to have just the open, the open conversation is always a winner um, because then you just get exactly what you're asking for. It's very clear and you know you can't go wrong with that. Absolutely, 100%. Like you say, you don't need to change your own primary love language or lang primary love languages. You just need to be aware of probably what your partners are and is so that you can adapt and um, be able to sort of fulfill that so they do feel loved by yourself if that is different to your normal love language so thank yes. you for clarifying that so going back to obsessing over an ex-partner what what do you think you know if you do get a client or clients come to you that are very much in their head around uh, still being very highly fixated on a partner and are finding it difficult to um, disconnect and, and detach from that feeling of of obsessing over their partner what 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 would you say to those that person or that those people that are struggling with that issue at the moment yeah well i i will encourage to have a little bit of quiet time of self-observation first of all um understanding that um the person that is standing in front of us is only a reflection to something within ourselves if someone is occupying your mind very often, it means that something within you is unresolved for now. Um, I had an I had a client with a beautiful story there that she found it really hard to let go of someone who was physically abusing her. Um, and she said to me, well, we have this, uh, we have an amazing intimate between us. Um, I know he can be amazing with conversations. We have a lot of laughter. Um, you know, we, we were having most of the time fun. It's just those moments of his when he's uh, losing control on his temper and then he behaves the way he behaves. And she found it extremely difficult to let go of that one. Um, it was only when I showed her that actually everything she described as something good within their relationship is something that she had something to do with that. So she was the one who brought the interesting conversations. She was the one who encouraged them to go out on, on nice um, dinners or, or movie nights or exhibitions. She, she, she's in art. Um, she was the one who had light heart that was able to laugh very out loud. So all she needed to see basically is that she has within herself all the good things that she thought there, there were in the relationship, but basic, but, but it's, it's uh, generated from her. <laughs> That's all we need to know. When, when something is good happening in the relationship, we cannot have this unless we already have this good within us. And if something negative is happening, if one will do the self-reflection, they can learn from that what to do differently. But then they're also uh, be able to observe if it's related to them or to the other person, the, the partner. In her case, whenever things went wrong, it was his temper. His, his behavior. 
So it wasn't her at all. She she brought only love and light into the relationship and he took advantage of that. And that was easier for her then to make a decision. Okay, I do deserve better. I do have a lot to bring into relationship. I am bringing with myself a lot already. And it was easier for her to make the decision to leave him. It took a few healing sessions to actually help her to make that move. Um, but the awareness and the acceptance that he needs to go were much more profound that way. When you realize that, hold on, I am, an, I am amazing. You know, I'm an amazing person here and I bring a lot to the table. What do I receive exactly? That's another question. So, um, absolutely, yeah. and, and I think it's good as well, you know, to help our clients look in the mirror and uh, take some responsibility for what happens in their relationship. So, even if you're in an abusive relationship, it's what part are you playing? Even if that part is accepting that unacceptable behavior. Yes, definitely that. Um, and not having those boundaries in place. No boundaries and guilt, guilt trip that prevent us from saying no. Uh, but I will also say that uh, sometimes we learn how to echo behavior. Um, and we, it is something that we learned perhaps from someone else how to behave. So again, just to have this question Am I doing my best here? Are my intentions are good? Is this what love would do? And when you ask those questions, um, you you get to the bottom of the experience that you're having, whether it's something that you can do to change it or you, you've done absolutely everything you could. And now it's the time to let go and, and move on. Absolutely. And what about, you know, if you're obsessing over an exponent that hasn't necessarily been, you know, badly behaved, let's say, in terms of any sort of abuse, but it's just that they, they've they moved on and felt like the relationship has run its course and you're struggling with letting go in that situation? So in these cases, it's usually um, situations where um, it's hard for us to let go of part of ourselves that we love. Um, and again, when, when everything is amazing in the relationship, we feel uh, our best version. We feel like we're uh, good partners, good lovers, um, good listeners. And then when this comes to an end, it's hard for us to, to, to see the reason really. But in actuality, when we re when we think about how life goes, um, we always meet the right people in the right time for the perfect reason. Um, some people that we meet will play along uh, for a few chapters. Some will play uh, for until until the end of our story, and some are here just to show us one thing about ourselves, and that is enough uh, for that connection. If things were supposed to happen, they would have. And if they have a way to return, they will. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I believe in all relationships are here for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I think today, I think it's wrong to assume that 
marriage is going to last a lifetime. You know, um, we hope that it will, obviously. We hope that all our intimate relationships are going to last and, and be healthy and long term and, and hope that it's going to be for a lifetime. But I think it's unrealistic these days, you know, as, as with ordinary friendships, to think that it will last a lifetime and um, and just understand that, you know, it may do, it may not, but it, it's for the greater good. And um, if it doesn't last a lifetime, then there, there'll be a, an even greater relationship waiting for you on the back of that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I agree with you completely because let, let's define for a second a lifetime. I think uh, me in my 20s uh, version is completely different than me in my 30s version and completely different than my childhood version. So I consider them to be a lifetime ago. Um, we are, we never stay the same. We always, we, we're constant changing, uh, especially women. They have this amazing way of, of evolving with themselves and reflecting on themselves and connect more to themselves. And it's just a, a beautiful way to develop, really. We are natural of doing that. Um, and so, yes, the partner that we met when we were singles can sometimes is not the same partner that we have 10 years after with three kids in the way and career changes. And, and so um, I think it's the uh, decision to work on, on love and to work on the relationship that help we move uh together for for a long time but also the acceptance that it may end and it's fine um and as you said something better is always around the corner so even with healing uh, uh, we always either this or better once you do the inner work on yourself your normal is changed and then you either will receive the same thing that was good for you or you will receive something that is even better better than that um absolutely and yeah. any sort of adverse or challenging time in our lives um you know just just understand if you are going through difficulty at the moment that it's always only temporary you know and it's leading you towards great life lessons and something better going forward yeah there is a saying for that you've al already um you already overcame uh overcome um 100% of your bad days you're doing great and we we tend to see things as um critical or very dramatically or it's the end of the world and everything is ruined and it will never be the same or it's always like that for me and all these words that are very uh, you know very Self-defeating. <laughs> yes. And when you come to think about that, you say to yourself, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had a fight with my friend maybe when I was 16, but now I'm in my 40s and I, I don't even think about that. And I had an incident with, you know, you can say an ex-partner in my 30s and now I'm with someone else. So you can see for sure that things are changing and you are moving on whether you want it or not, whether you are aware of that or not. Everything is temporary. 
um, especially our thoughts. So we have a span for our thoughts of um, 90 seconds. After 90 seconds, we will change and we will shift thoughts if we choose to. It's up to us. So when you're obsessed with some kind of thoughts that, you, that do not serve you or do not make you feel good about yourself, it's up to you to divert it to, let's say, happy memory that you have from your birthday or, or a happy time you had with your loved ones or a, a nice cuddle that you received once. And then you shift your reality in the same, in, at that same moment, you're you shifting your reality. At that same moment, you're, you're shifting the always and never and uh, it's always like that and all these things into, hold on, but now it's actually good. Now I'm actually, I can smile now for a little bit. And that's a change already. Absolutely. And it's about knowing your worth, knowing your value and, you know, speaking about and thinking about all the great traits that you've got that are going to attract a great relationship for you in, you know, going forward. And if you are experiencing negative thoughts, you know, you, sometimes just changing our posture, not just our thoughts or our focus can help, you know, we, just by sitting up a bit straighter, sticking your chest out, putting your chin up a bit higher can put you in a better state to have more positive uh, thoughts and therefore more positive results. Yes, definitely. The the pattern interrupts here are very important um, when you have the awareness to do so. Um you need to understand who you are and what is your personality. Like if you are, you're very vibrant and you have like a lot of uh, um, energy, then something physical can always be good for you. Like running, going out for a walk, um, dance with, with nice music, jump around and stuff like that. Um, if you're more of a quiet person or an introvert and you just want um, to go inwards, then meditation is something to interrupt those thoughts or um, having shower or taking a warm bath. When you know yourself, um, you, you can regulate your own emotions. You can uh, help yourself in those moments. You don't need anyone else around you. You only need yourself as your best friend and to listen to yourself more. If you feel that something is wrong with you or you have worrying thoughts, just change it. It's up to you. You have the power to change it for yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's the problem. Half the time we think we're powerless, but when actually we're, we're probably more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Yes, yes. We have everything that we need already. We just need to to um, to ask to see it, you know, just like, I'm I seriously my conversation sometimes with myself is or with with the universe you can say is just show me my strength show me my abilities um I don't want to go through any harsh lessons with someone dysfunction just to realize okay I have the strength I got it <laughs> um I've been through that enough in my life that now these days I'm I'm just able to say okay just show me my strength now and and straight away the answer will come even getting up from where you're sitting or or if you're doing something just change what you do that is enough absolutely so been fascinating conversation unit and um 
I really would love to invite you on again to talk about another subject to, and on another episode at some point in the future. But for those uh, audience members listening in today that would like to connect with you, what, what is your best contact information? Well, um, I have a Facebook group if someone wants to join us there, which is called TLC, Shift Energetically and Emotionally from Your Ex to Your Next. Uh, where I post daily um, tips and insights and advice uh, about relationship and self-development. And I can also share later uh, a link to uh, a free guide that can help with um, moving on faster from a heartbroken uh, relationship uh, without skipping the healing part. So I'm just encouraging people to end the cycle within themselves so that they can find new exciting adventures better adventures um faster they don't need to get stuck years and years um thinking about their ex they can just do it faster for themselves and move on with their life so i'm happy to share this um guide with you Excellent. I'll make sure that guide link is in our show notes for those audience members that would like to connect with unit as well as uh, all your other contact information as well so any final words unit about obsessing over an ex-partner before we close the episode i will just say be obsessed about yourself now if you have that uh quality of obsession make it towards yourself your self your self-development self-love um yeah just enjoy yourself <laughs> Yeah, because we're worth it. <laughs> as L'Oreal. <Yes>, and- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you very much, Unit. It's been a great, great conversation. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you very much. So it just leads me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.